1: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Very excited to be here. It is Thursday, July 14th, and we are talking a a couple of different topics today, which is kind of exciting. We're going to touch on a little bit of breaking news, and then we're going to talk a little bit of Tyler Buckner and what he brings to the table, how can he be successful
2: and why? And why there's such this weird (laughs) gap in how some people view him, and we'll we'll dive on that as well. We're going to remind people
1: why we were so excited about Tyler Buckner and why we are still excited about Tyler Buckner. So I'm excited to kind of get into this because I feel like with all the recruiting news and everything that's going on, People have forgotten there's a pretty darn quarterback already on campus at Notre Dame who's getting ready to, I think, turn some heads. So we're going to have some fun with a couple
2: good quarterbacks. One. Well, yeah, one is
1: better than the other. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Excited to get get in touch with that. Uh, Remember, always you can check out uh, premium information over on the boards. Make sure you sign up for all the good stuff. The Intel. And let's make sure we keep it on the boards. I just want to throw that out yes, there because yes. that's a Do very Do not important... be that
2: guy that goes and runs into right. other chats and right. other shows talking about stuff that we have talked about on our message board. If you have, if you something we say in this show, it's fair game. Absolutely. If it's something I write in a story that's published, a published story on oursbreakdown.com, fair game. Absolutely. That's all free and out there information. The message board, and maybe some people just don't understand, the message board is meant to be a private place for people who choose to be part of that subscription service and, and by the way if you want to be a part of the of, of the
1: board it is one of the least expensive for the biggest gain that you will ever get and that is me speaking mm-hmm. as a fan not as an employee of Irish Breakdown I'm telling you right now you get the biggest bang for your buck being a member of the board so the Thanks, information Vince. well I mean look I, I know I mean, I'm not getting a kickback on that comment, Christmas but... bonus is
2: gonna be good this year.
1: <laughs> but I'm just saying the information is Like, I read it for information, okay? So I'm just telling you, it is really, really good information, and it is cheaper than any streaming service that you could sign up for. It's cheaper than a lot of... It it basically costs one Starbucks drink a month to be a part of all that information. So I say jump in if you haven't already. It is worth your time, everybody. So with that said, as they say when people are uh, committing places, with all that said, let's jump into... Our topic today there was a piece of information that uh, was tweeted out today uh about the notre dame roster brian i will let you take it from there about we do have an injury that is going to be a season-long injury and that is that is yeah. uh disappointing but we, yeah. we must talk
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA a member FDSE.
2: It's funny. I actually got a, a, a poster on the message board hit me up with a private message uh, two days ago and told me, Hey, I'm hearing that Mitchell Evans is, you know, is injured and all that. And I said, I oh, appreciate the heads up. And, so we kind of got wind of it, and of course Notre Dame released it today that Mitchell Evans was going to be out for the foreseeable foreseeable future because uh, he broke his fifth metatarsal. I think is what it was. They said in the in the injury events. Wow. So I don't know if that's the big toe or the pinky toe. I it's, I it's on one it's of the ends. Yeah, one of them, I believe. I would imagine I, it's the pinky side i'm not a doctor nor did i stay in a holiday inn last night so i couldn't (laughs) uh, you know specific to the injury i don't know they did say that he should be back by the end of the year so that's obviously encouraging i just hope it's not one of those situations that um that is google is amazing well the thing i'm gonna say is is i'm i'm kind of past that now like whatever it is what it is yeah but you know kevin austin injured his foot if you remember around the same time, like June, July. And then they tried to rush him back and he broke it again. And Mitchell Evans has like 40 pounds on Kevin Austin. So, they, so hopefully they're able to be careful and, and get a situation where he re-breaks and then he's hindered for the spring. So, uh, it, it, when you when you look at this situation, Vince and Vince just said it is the long bone on the outside of the foot that connects to the small toe. So, so basically, be, you're
1: cutting. It it, it affects yeah. when you're cutting and right. moving laterally. That right. is going to be a ma- It's going to have massive effect on right. that particular bone. So, but it is the pinky think, toe. Yeah, it's the that side. Toe, yeah, it's the outside, yeah.
2: So Vince, we uh, he he's going to be out for several months, and uh, this shakes up the tight end depth chart. And and I know a lot of people say, "Well, I'm not worried about tight end depth chart," and you know I am. Uh, and and this let me explain because I do think this has an impact. Number one is, sure. I think Mitchell Evans is a good football player, much better than I thought he was going to be. I mean, I think I think he was my lowest ranked player in the 2022 21 class. And, you know, he had some upside and some tools to work with and all that, but he was a kid that played quarterback as a senior in high school, right? Right. Good and boy. he was a big, tall, long kid. I thought, you know, maybe he'll help him out, and I thought he had a shot down the road to help, and much like Joe Alden, that's also partly what that 2021 class was so good is some of the guys that I thought were projects were, like, ready to play right away. And, and Mitchell Evans, obviously some injuries stepped in and allowed him to get more playing time in the fall, but he started an impressing last spring, Vince. If you remember, he was a guy that kind of stood out in some of the – and some of the practices that we heard about, he had uh, two impressive catches in the blue gold game. He caught a fourth down uh, pass from Drew Pine. If you remember a diving fourth, I think I thought that was him that caught that fourth down diving pass. Also caught a corner route from Tyler Buckner in that game, really impressed with his athleticism. And, and of course came out and earned playing time this year, even before a lot of the injuries sank in. So, you know, I, I think that, yes, tight end depth is good. But now, but anytime you lose a guy, it's like, okay, now you're like, okay, I'm f- you know, running back depth chart. They're fine when Logan Diggs got hurt. But then Jadarian Price got hurt. And now, you know what I mean? So, like, you've got to be careful that you don't – the first one starts and then now all of a sudden you're in a different pit situation. Because the other thing to consider is – Kevin Bauman has struggled to stay healthy in his career. Right, Eli Raritan and Kane Barong are both coming off of, of knee injuries that required right. surgery to replace. So assuming everyone else is healthy, right? Notre Dame's tight end depth chart will be fine. But, you know, there's guys coming back from injury. That is a question mark. And, and I don't think just because – like, look, I, I, I felt I was, I'm guilty of this. I did not have Mitchell Evans ranked very high coming out of high school. I didn't sure. understand honestly why Notre Dame signed him. To be completely honest with you, I didn't understand why they signed him. And he's been better than I expected. He's been a good football player, and and earlier, much earlier than I expected. So anytime you lose a kid that was expected to be a part of your rotation, that is a loss, even if you have other guys that are there, because what you want to have happen is for a guy like Eli Raridan or Holden Stace or Kane Barong to pass up Mitchell Evans because they beat him out. Correct. Not because he got hurt. And that's the situation. So, and even if they beat him out, I'd still want a healthy Mitchell Evans as part of my football team. He's six, five, he's two fifty, He's filled out. He looked a lot different this spring than he did last fall. Still has a lot of room to build onto that body. And fortunately, you know, the timing of it stinks where it could cost him this season, but it's still early in his career and he's still evolving and those type of things. So it's unfortunate for Mitchell Evans, Vince, but I'm just not so quite so ready to just completely dismiss this as no big deal when you consider. And, and we'll talk about what's there, but it's, I just can't quickly dismiss it when it's so, you know, when there are the other question marks about Bauman and Rared and, 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 uh, came wrong with their own injuries. Right. Last year. And that's, that's the
1: biggest thing for me is you've got guys coming off of injuries. Now we anticipate that they're going to be healthy once the season starts, but that doesn't mean they won't re-injure or injure something else or whatever. It's still a question mark. And when you're talking about all these guys that are coming off of injury, if you, if you exclude the walk-ons, right, because there's nine guys listed at tight end on the roster. Okay. Four of those guys are walk-ons. Okay. So. If I'm not mistaken, is Selma a walk-on?
2: They have six scholarship tight ends. Mayer, Bauman, Brong, Evans, Stace, and Raritan. Stace, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Yep, 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 yep. I accidentally... Lumped so does that in. give them? So there's, three, there's three. There's okay. three walk-ons. There's three walk-ons. That's that is my fault. Vince, has
2: already Yang, stays the scholarship. Sorry. That
1: was an accident. It was, I was scribbling over here quickly, and uh that was an accident. <laughs> but my point still stands that of the five guys that you anticipate are going to be healthy going into the season, what is it? Three guys are coming off injury.
2: Right. Does that sound right? So right, yeah, because Raritan hurt his knee and needed surgery in December. He hurt his knee December. Right, uh, Kane Barong hurt himself in late October. Right, uh, so he hurt his knee in late October. That required surgery. And Kevin Bauman's Kevin not Bauman. coming off of an injury. So we were told he tore, he hurt his knee, hurt his meniscus in the spring right. game because remember he got injured in the spring right. game. Ended up not being that serious, and he's fine. Good. He's good to go. But it's just indicative of the fact that he's a kid that struggled to stay healthy. Right. Throughout his career. Absolutely. Yes. So that's that's kind of so, <laughs> been the issue. Yeah. You're looking at Holden Stays and
1: Michael Mayer that have not been injured yet in their college career. And Holden Stays is obviously Oh, Michael Mayer
2: missed a game last year. Well, oh, That's right.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah, so he got
2: hurt against Cincinnati, played through it, but then missed the Virginia. T- he tried, but he, he went through warmups, but it was obvious like right. halfway through warmups he wasn't gonna be able to play.
1: So I mean, you're you're looking at a depth chart that has been compromised by injuries in the past. It's not like we're making them up and we're hoping right. that they don't get injured. These guys right. have all had injuries, and that it's concerning. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried, but it's still right. a concern that you have right. to talk about. It look if all five got five of those guys are
2: healthy, then beautiful, be good. and then, but, then they're but, great. But, but the thing is, like to to your point, Vince, it's like if nothing else happens, they're good. Yes, right. But they're even better with those five guys healthy and a healthy Mitchell Evans. And that's the thing that often gets gets lost because – you know, Mitchell is going to do I think as he's evolved as a blocker and gotten bigger and filled sure, out sure you know he adds an element that you know you're not going to ask Kane Barong to necessarily do what you you were going to ask Mitchell Evans to right. do right you're probably not going to ask Eli Raritan to do the things you're going to ask Mitchell Evans to do and I think that's the part we're not talking about enough
1: right exactly is
2: you know Mitchell Evans is the second biggest tight end on the roster from a weight standpoint. Right. You know, Kevin Bauman's a guy that's you know a, a solid blocker, but he's not it's not he's not Brock Wright. Like Kevin right. Bauman may look like Brock Wright, but he's not Brock Wright. He's not that kind of blocker yet. He's got to prove himself. So, you know, what Mitchell Evans brought you was a big bodied kid that yep. was that was getting stronger and 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 could play as more of an inline attached guy. And I don't know that the other tight ends necessarily bring that to the table right now. So it's not just as easy saying, Oh plug in another tight end because not all the other tight ends bring the same skill set to the table right. or would play the same role. It's kind of like if if Jadarian Price and Logan Diggs were still healthy and let's say Audric Estime got hurt. It'd be easy to say, "Hey, no big deal. They got these guys and these guys." But who else does what Audric Estime right. does? Exactly. And that's the thing to look at is like, "Yes, they have a lot of other tight ends, but" who are the tight ends that are going to fill the specific, you know, number two blocking tight end role that Mitchell Evans was going to bring to the table. I think that's a much more legitimate question, Vince, that requires a bit more than just, Oh, they've they're fine. Right. So what are the options, right? One is try to fit somebody else into that role. Right. That's an option. Uh, And that would be, you know, Kevin Bauman, I think potentially, yeah. And and, and and Kane Barong, I, I'm curious how he's going to do as a blocker this year, because he had great blocking film in high school, mm-hmm. but he was 220 pounds.
1: Right. And he's only up to 235 on the well,
2: roster. He, he's up to over 240 in okay. real life on okay. the roster. You are 100 percent correct. But just right. uh, he's he's last I was told it was like 242. Okay. That's or something good like that. Now, let's see if he can keep that on during yeah. camp.
0: Right. right. I mean, right. Because
2: since you, you and I both, oh, yeah. <laughs> your weight of what you were the day you started fall camp is, was never the same. as what no. you was when fall Especially camp
1: if, especially if we get one of those August heat waves, you know what I mean? That are almost inevitable. Like you sweat that weight right off, man. And it is so hard to keep it off. I mean, keep it on, excuse me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny how when you're young it's impossible to keep weight on now, it's impossible to take it off. <laughs> yeah, well, cruel joke by a guy. Preaching to the choir on yeah, that it's one, bro. Very cruel joke. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're trying to walk it literally walking <laughs> off in the mornings now. Um but anyway, uh, so I think you know, can Kane Barong, if he is over 240, if he can hold that weight, you know, he's a very strong kid. Perhaps Kane could fill that role. But again, two forty is is still not huge for a tight end. Sure. But he is a strong kid. I actually was told that um, – I have a, a, a source that actually sent me some of the, the summer workout numbers, and Kane Barong actually put up 225 the same amount of times as Michael Mayer. Okay, So he's a strong kid, but, again, there, there's weight room strength and then there's football strength. And, Absolutely. again, we're talking about a kid that just now got cleared off of the knee injury he suffered right. in October. Right. So I think Bauman potentially could be that guy, and I think Barong, even though he doesn't necessarily ha- – he's not the same kind of guy as Mitchell Evans. He's a different kind of kid. I wonder could you utilize him in a way that allows him to serve as a blocker at times? Sure. I'm very curious about that. So it that to me is the guy that the that, that has the most I don't want to say I don't want to say opportunity because I hate looking at another player's injury and using it to make it sound like it's an this is a great for opportunity else. for yeah. so and so because it's but it, it the, the reality is there. The opportunity is now there because of the injury. That's I mean, just the reality of football. And there's still
1: and, the next man up mentality. I mean, right. that that still exists, and it has to right. exist no matter what. I mean, you coach football; that mentality has to exist. I mean, if if it yeah. doesn't, you're in trouble, right? right? Because injuries happen. It is it's football; it's contact sport. Right? right? You have to anticipate injuries. So. I, it is an opportunity. I mean, we don't want to frame it as that because of an injury, but it is an opportunity right. for so, one of these so guys to step up.
2: That, I just want to be clear. When we talk about it, it's an opportunity. It's not like a yay opportunity for right. Kane Brown, but the right. reality is, is there is an opening there, and Kane Barong is a guy that is now going to get more reps and more of an opportunity, in my opinion, to fill that specific niche role where, as before, he was not only battling there, but he was right. also battling with Eli Raritan and Kevin Bauman for a pass catcher role as well. So that's going to be part of this as to what –
1: Yeah, I'm interested. So we all remember Tommy Tremble's role. He's kind of that H back coming across the formation, kicking out the end, a lot of that, sometimes leading up through the hole, depending on the play call, right? This year, they've got guys listed as a fullback. So I'm wondering if they're still going to use the tight end in that role? Are they going to use a fullback in that role you know what I mean like I think yeah are there less opportunities for the tight ends or or do they need that skill set or have they kind of shifted that to kind of the fullback but now the fullbacks are all walk-ons too so I mean that is understood so I don't know I'm just throwing it out there
2: I think that there's a potential for that role to be filled by a Kane Barong. Right. Uh, to be filled by a Kevin Bauman potentially. And then Holden Stace also, potentially part of that okay. conversation as well. So, you know, but again, that role was kind of created for Tommy Trumbull. Fair it's enough. not necessarily a role that they, like, they didn't have that role this year. That they want to fill right? in the offense. The, in right. Order it's, to be it's successful. It's, yeah. Right. And, and I so I think I think the fullback is kind of to do that role. I think they use Tommy Trumbull to do that because of the fact that he was so good at it. And okay. like, like I said, we gotcha. did not see that role replicated last year. I think, and that's partly why the fullback was created. Now, again, in, in spring, they needed that because you know, Barong was out. They didn't have Stacey and Raritan. So, you know, you, you kind of needed to invent that role a little bit with right. the fullback position. And, you know, Davis Sherwood's a – I mean, this is the thing. We, we talk about walk-on, but I, I, as I've said this before, I coach at the FCS level. I coach at a, at a 1AA school that play some D1 teams. We didn't the year I was there. We played in Ivy and place like that, but we didn't play like they're like uh Duquesne is traveling out to see Hawaii. They've played TCU in recent years. Right. And, and I'm just telling you like some of the kids that are walk-ons in their name would have been like top of the board recruits Prize recruits. Us. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. Connor Radigan, I would have been like, yeah, please let me get Connor Radigan. You know, know what I mean? Like, please yeah. let me get Matt Salerno. Those right. guys could could be role players for us early and then eventually grow sure. into a Justin Fisher to, from Mishawaka, yeah, like yeah. that kid's an athlete, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and definitely at the division three level, they'd have been right. stars. Yeah. Right. You know, like I, sure. I had two receivers that spent time in the NFL at Duquesne. Connor Radigan would have been in my rotation. Right. I mean, no question. He'd have been in my rotation. And then when they left, potentially step into a starting role at the division three level, he's an all American. Right. Right. And that that's the thing people have to understand the, David Sherwood's a similar example. If David Sherwood wanted to be a starter, he could have gone to the FCS level or something like that and been a good football player. So these aren't like like not bums. Know, these aren't like <laughs> yeah. rich kids who suck at football whose parents right. bought their way onto the to the the the, the, the football team. You know right. what I mean? Like no, these absolutely. are kids that can. These are kids that can play. Yeah. Uh, to to a some degree, so I think that's why that role exists but I still think you ideally want to have the more talented player on the field if possible, if it's a, a base offense role, it's one thing if it's third and one. Sure. But if this is going to be sort of like a base offense, like it was used with Tommy Tremble in 2020, you'd like to have a bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic player there if you can. And, and, and so I think, but I think that's where it came, another area where it came wrong is ideally suited for that role. Yeah. The question is: Is can he also then maybe take off, take on some of the number two blocking tight end role, or will it be Kevin Bauman? I think those are the questions because I don't see Eli Raritan at this stage of his career, or Holden States at this stage of their career as true freshmen, as eighteen year olds. Are they going to have the? They're not. They're not stepping on the campus the, with the same body that Michael Mayer stepped sure. on the campus. Sure. They're different type of athletes. Michael Mayer showed up as a freshman as a grown man ready to play big time football. That's a fact. Yeah. It, it, it's he's he's the anomaly right right it's kind of like holding freshmen to the standard of trevor lawrence like oh guys just aren't don't show up like that all the time they're right. unique and that's what makes made my michael mayer unique and why he has shattered you know he shattered freshman tight end records now last year he shattered individual seat because he is a unique player he's a unicorn. so yeah. the other thing too vince is i think this almost puts in a situation where one of the freshmen is going to have to play okay here's the good news so Eli Raritan is running and moving around. And from what I've been told, the things he is doing, and I don't know yet to the extent in which he's allowed to do things, but he has been one player that has been constantly mentioned by others to me when talking about okay. who is looking good this summer. you know, and, and I don't do a lot of that early on because I kind of like to let the whole spring play out and the whole summer play out before I get intel. I hate because you always have that guy that looks great the first week. And then you know he fades, so I like waiting until later. Oh yeah, but but that is a guy that um, Eli and his people said, boy, that guy's different. You
1: know, well, he guy's... was different. He was different before he got injured, right? Yeah, and he, he was the kid that was throwing down dunks and was right. going coast to coast in basketball games, and like that kid, that kid's an athlete, right? And I was super excited. I'm still super excited about him, but coming off of that yeah. injury, it's a, look, it's a major yeah. injury, right? And so he's been on the shelf for a while. It's going to take a little bit of time to, to work his way back, but with the athleticism that I saw on film of him, I see him coming back, and I'm happy to hear that he's moving around, he's doing things, and then hopefully for, you know, they're going to start camping, what, like three weeks? So he's got three weeks to kind of get himself together, and then they kind of ease into two days anyway into fall camp. So he's going to have opportunities to get himself where he needs to be. So by the time the season starts, I think he'll – at least be an option for them. And what a great option if he's 100%. Yeah, and I, I think
2: that, that you know, you mentioned he was unique before. The fact that he is looking that way again now is kind of the yeah. encouraging thing for me. Uh, that it looks like the explosiveness is back and That's those type great. of things. That's really good to hear. Yeah. yeah. You worry
1: about that kind of right. thing. You know? Especially
2: how late his knee injury was. Yeah, absolutely. And same thing with, like, Cain Barong. You know, he's a guy that, that came back. And, you know, kind of came back. He, he got hurt late. He's going to be back. But, you know, how healthy is he going to be? How sure. full strength? What's his conditioning going to be? All those type of things are, are things. And and Ryan Anders says, will the four tight end set make an appearance again in 2022? I'm going to predict no. Okay. Because I think what we'll see is a three tight end set with a full back is what I think we'll see uh you know and, and there's there's three kids that are on the roster as fullbacks right Vince I believe yes, yes uh, that's and I think th- I'm trying to remember the other kid's name somebody mentioned his name in the chat uh, I've got um, him it's it's
1: Justin Fisher the incoming freshman from Mishawaka it's David Sh- is a
2: good football player he's a
1: very good football player uh yeah. Davis Shearwood uh yeah. is listed and then uh, Barrett Liebertritt yeah so those so, are the three guys and then the other two are true sophomores okay. so
2: they're young guys actually as well, which is interesting. Right. But, and then I think there's some tight ends that maybe could fill that role as well. So we would have to look at those. Yeah. Somebody, but, uh, yeah.
1: Somebody in the uh, chat men, mentioned Andrew Yanishak. He he's a sophomore as well. He's listed as a tight end with a 30 number. So, I mean, he can right. easily transition to being a fullback. Right. And he's listed well. at
2: six 233 So that's much right. more fullback size than yes. it is tight end ends.
1: Uh, and he, he's the, the smallest tight right. end on the roster right now. Right. So yes, he could very easily make that transition. Yeah.
2: All right, Vince. So I think that's going to do it for the tight end conversation. Uh, You know, obviously there's a lot of options there, a lot of talent, but it's not just easy. It's not just plug and play because I don't know who that next guy is that fits the same role that Mitchell is going to play. That's what you love about college football, right? So it's either you evolve your offense to where you don't need that role as much. Somebody else steps into that role and and takes it over and says, hey, you know, next man and all that. But I, I do think Notre Dame is going to have plenty of options to tight end. It just may not look like it would have looked if Mitchell Evans was going to be healthy but anytime you lose a good football player from your roster I don't care what your depth chart looks like it is a loss yes it is a loss and Mitchell Evans was a kid that that I had somebody at Notre Dame Vince tell me that he thinks he's a day two draft pick Mm. it will not now but like right by the time he gets out yeah right Wow, like could could be could be a day two draft pick. Good, that's great. You know, so like basically, you're telling me he's Tommy. He's a Tommy Trumbull. I still believe Brock Wright would have been drafted higher if Brock would have not had to sit behind.
1: If he had to play more, he got to, to play more. a
2: couple second round picks. You know, himself. I mean, he was a he
1: was either the starter or the second tight end. His rookie year is his rookie year in the his NFL. First year,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, he started several games. Yeah, yeah. as an so, undrafted free agent. Just saying. I mean, he's only undrafted because he sat behind Cole, Kometa, right? Tommy Tremble and Isaiah Mack his whole career. Right. He was a so, tight end. You and they're all difficult. drafted.
1: Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. And he's right. starting in the NFL. So right. there you go.
2: Speak so to Vince, depth. we're gonna move on to quarterback. Before we do, remember, folks, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and share this podcast definitely. So that's going to do it for the tight end. Next, we are going to talk about quarterback.